Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I am very, very excited. We have uh, one returning guest today and um, two new folks, two new folks. So, boy, are they in for it. For, no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's, our show is pretty easy, pretty laid back. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's, uh, it would, otherwise, it would be too much, far too much work for me. Anyhow. Anyhow, we're continuing our discussion with a film I watched a couple weeks ago for the first time, and I've since watched it a couple of times, actually, because it's just really that good. It's a, um, I, I don't want to say it's a period piece, because only half of the show is a period piece. It takes place um, both current, modern day, and back in the day of, uh, you know, uh, the, the Old South, the Old South. And our, 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 the, the movie we're talking about, of course, is The Cricket Dance. It's a crime drama history film, and it's just fantastic. Um, one of my favorites of the year. And we have returning with us um, our uh, director, uh, Veronica uh, Roblito. And we also have newcomers, uh, both actors and actresses in the film. Um, we have uh, Sandra Ellis Lafferty and... William Mark McCullen. Mark, Sandra, welcome. Monica, welcome. Yay. How are you guys? Thank you. Thank you so much. Great. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. How's so this is uh, very cool. It's a midweek. Um, everybody having a good week so far, doing all kinds of, you know, Hollywood director, actor, actress type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just I'm just hanging out here in the south. I got you. Me too, Sandra. Me too. Um, <laughs> whereabouts are you, Sandra? You're in. Uh, well, I know Mark. You you grew up in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Or, do you still live down in South somewhere? And Sandra, where are you at? I live in I live in Savannah. Yeah. Nice. I live in the very northeast corner of Alabama. It's called Fort Payne, Alabama. Work out of Atlanta mm-hmm. primarily. And I've yeah I've lived all over, but uh, this is where I came back to because my parents were from here. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, you know Sunday dinners and all that, right? No, no, it's it's super <laughs> important. I um I really like uh, Atlanta. Atlanta has really come into its own since the. Uh, I'm an old man, but uh, since the first time I was there, it's really the it's such a metropolis, but yet retains, um, everybody's nice, you know, everybody's nice, uh, you know, and it, it, it doesn't smell like pee when it rains. It's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's New York, I'm looking at you. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And Mark Savannah, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm not in the movie business. I'm a painter by trade. So, you know, I, I'm in that world. That's really the, the pond I swim in. 
and uh, and it's it's fairly close. I'm in South Florida, but um, Savannah is just such an artsy town. You know, there's always so much mm-hmm. interesting stuff going on there. Fun place to live, I would imagine. I certainly like to visit. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great town. So when did you guys? You no, know, I know you guys are working actors and actresses and whatnot. Did you, um, uh, Veronica? Did you? Well, I know that you. No, I know a little bit because I, I looked at the IMDb page, and uh, you had worked with Sandra before, I, I believe. Um, was working yeah. with Mark uh, this time around? Was this the first time, or you, had you guys also worked together before? Yes, yes. Um, I met I met Sandra uh, on set, uh, basically, when we did the trailer, when we were doing the pitch trailer for the Cricket Dance almost, I don't oh. know, almost six years ago. And um, it was great. I met her through another actor, Jim Chandler, which I, I'm so grateful for. And um, I knew she was Sandra Lafferty, definitely. She did. She blew me away. She's great, and she's just fantastic in person as well. So, and, I mean, there's a story with that as well. because I, And then um, with Mark, I... Um, Mark, I, someone introduced me to you, and I can't remember who it was. Anthony Paderewski introduced us. That's who it was. Yes, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to him. I couldn't remember who it was. Um, sorry. But, um, yes. And so that's how I met Mark. And I called him. And it was, he was just fantastic. He was all up, you know, he was up for the role. He, he wanted to play it. So I was very grateful to him for that as well. Nice. Nice. Yes. Now, for yes. those who don't know, the, the cool thing about uh, – you know, a brief synopsis of the cricket dance is, and I'll, I'll probably, um, I don't want to give anything away. I want people definitely to watch it. It is out now. Uh, but it's about a, uh, a a woman, an attorney, uh, who works uh, with an additional attorney. and uh, But she inherits this, this house, and she's kind of, you know, I, I guess been through it, you know, is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they discover this diary, the, 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 these papers and whatnot, um, of, of the, the history, because this house has been around, man. And, uh, uh, you know, there, there's stuff. And then it, it, it goes back to that period of time. And then we get Mark's character, who is just the most pleasant, down-to-earth. No, I'm <laughs> kidding, folks. He, he really. Yes, everybody um, wants a husband like that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he's 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 what you he is what we would imagine a plantation owner um, of that era to be like. Um, you know, he he's he's you know a man of his word world. Uh, I'll put it that way. But it's uh it's it's a fascinating movie. Um, was playing. Let me, let's start with Mark since we're we're, we're there. Um, I mean. You get the script, you get the idea, you know, of, of what the movie is and all this and that, um, and you read it and you're like, I don't know, man, because that's kind of a, a rough character to play, you know, I would imagine. Um, mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts? Well, you know, I learned a long time ago, uh, I don't judge characters, I judge stories. And, um, you gotcha. know, as a kid, I, I realized... You can't tell the story of uh, John McCain without McLean without telling the story of Hans Gruber, and you need Judas to tell the story of Jesus. So you got to have villains so the right. heroes have something to overcome. 
And, uh, you know, I, I have made my career playing a lot of uh, not nice people. So uh, this was, you know, certainly a reprehensible human being, uh, you know, by our current standards in the world. Uh, but for me, when I see a character like that, I just try to, I try to see the world through their eyes. And because mm. you can't go into those types of characters playing a villain because no one believes they're a villain. Everyone, right. no matter how totally. reprehensible their actions are, they have a justification for themselves. So my job as an actor when I'm playing these types of characters is to find that, that character's internal justification, which makes them a hero in their own mind. Um, but I oh, thought the story was right. beautiful and, and um, you know, obviously there's some ugly in it, but that ugly, I think, helps highlight the beauty that's there. Nice. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a brilliant way to look at it. I read a, uh, an, an article, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, it was written by an ex-CIA operative gal, a lady, and, and she was saying that, um, you know, exactly what you're saying. She's like, you know, understand these, these terrorists and stuff that were they're terrible, but to them, they're, they're Han Solo, you know. They think they're doing mm-hmm. something um, that, that isn't that, you know, it may be bad, but there's reasons for it. And uh, she's she like, you can't lose sight of that. That's very cool, Mark. That is definitely very cool. Mm-hmm. So, Sandra, your character, um, tell us about that. When, when you read this and uh, what you thought, because you, you have a – wide and, uh, you know, assorted career roles you've played. And uh, how did you approach this uh, with the cricket stand? Well, I just felt, I felt as though I knew this person because uh, I know a lot about the South and I know a lot of characters Mm. in the South and there are many, many of them. Um, And uh, I just approached it as it was written that uh, she was, an extremely good friend with the young woman, the young lawyer, and, um, you know, felt as though she was almost like a daughter. <clears throat> so I have daughters that I relate to and that I could relate, um, you know, that, that with. So it, it it wasn't like a huge stretch. I just, it was written so mm-hmm. well that I felt very comfortable in it, and um, apparently apparently it turned out okay. <laughs> Well, I think, uh, and everybody else has great reviews, great reviews on this. Now, for those those who may not know this, I learned this the last time uh, Veronica was on. You know, this was uh, her thousandth screenplay she's written. No, I'm I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This was like the first one. A hit out of the box, Veronica. I know. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. What was it difficult, Veronica, finding these these great <laughs> actors? I mean, you you knew them, uh, or did you did you, they go through a okay. casting company and you said, oh, I I know this person, I know that person. Well, I was just thinking this the other day because you asked me a little bit about it in our first interview and. You know, in all reality, as you're figuring out, it takes um, a team of people, you know, um, to put a movie together. And with the help of others, I was able to find these amazing actors. But with our budget, it was so tight. You know, I was thinking to myself, why didn't I have a casting director, um, you know, really help me 
throughout the whole, mm. you know, um, production. And the reason was we were working on a tight budget. So when I hired a I gotcha. casting director, we I could only budget her in for pre-production. And she was only uh. hired in for to hire two main actors. So really she was just helping me with Andy Lawrence and Andrew Ruben McGrath, those two roles. And so, you know, it would take other um, casting directors to help me uh, find the other actors. But like Mark just mentioned, Anthony Puderiski, I believe is how you say his name, he helped me find, um, I, I got, you know, I was able to get him on board. He actually played a role as well. Um, he played the role of Rusty, and he also helped me cast for um, supporting roles. And he's he he works mm. out of and lives in Savannah. And so, and I found you know I met him through um, one of our executive producers, but me. And so it kind of was just like that. It was like networking, and it was like you know, and, and it wasn't. Um, you know, where working on such a tight budget, you know, it was really just a passion project, word of mouth, really, and people who were, you know, saw the passion and, and wanted to help out. And I'm very grateful for, you know, a lot of individuals um, that helped me, you know, get these amazing actors like Anthony and Jim Chandler. And, um, and then I also um, met a young lady who uh, lives out in Savannah as well, and she helped me with, um, and I think I, I found her through, you know, just looking online, and she helped me with uh, the the extra, the background, you mm-hmm. know. And so I did do, you know, some of the work, but, uh, you know, it really took, you know, a team to, to be able to pull this off in the budget that we were working with. I got Absolutely. you. I got you. Well, and I had to. And it's, it's been, an amazing you know, so job. many years. Well, it's been so many years yeah. that I, I start, and I'm wearing, you know, so many hats. But even though I'm wearing a lot of hats, I never forget that it's taken so many, you know, people to help me to get to this point, to help us get to this point, um, you know, and. And, you know, and I have to, you know, like I have a lot right now going on. And so my mind, sometimes I forget like, oh, okay, who, who, who helped me do this? Who helped me do that? But I know that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for these individuals, you know? Um, And I just hope that, you know, later, if I get to do my next feature film, that I could definitely have a a team of people who, um, you know, who can help me wear these different hats, you know? So I don't have to wear these hats. But thank God for, you know, the ones that helped me. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www dot jamie rocks dot us www dot j a m i e r o x x dot us my love shack apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering 
I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another, a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rockscare the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. To get to this point, I feel like it, it, definitely not, you know, it wasn't, I'm not here alone. It definitely took a lot of people. I know. I, well, it, it, it's a fantastic it <laughs> I'm sorry, as, as cliche it, as it may sound, it truly was a labor of love. You you could feel that everybody not. who was there was wanting to be there and and was pitching in together. Of course, I I wasn't there for a very long time, but I know how I felt when I was on set. Oh, that every, that's amazing. Pitching in. 
you know, it happened. Um, I didn't realize that until I started doing the uh, the show, the podcast here. Uh, you know, I'm not in that world, so I, I, you know, ignorance is bliss, I guess, a little bit. I would watch a movie on TV or a television show or something, and I would think, oh, they filmed this last month, um, you know, or a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, you know, out there in Hollywood or whatnot. And then I started talking to a lot of film people, and uh, and this happens so often, is, um, you know, things, movie time's way different than normal time. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. films take a while. And so I'll have like a guest on an actor or something. And I'm like, oh, so what, what was it like? You know, well, it seemed like there was an awful lot of rain in that movie. You know, and they're, the actors were thinking to themselves, well, I've done 58 movies since then or shows or, so, you know, and let me think back on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. That was this movie. Um, but it's, I imagine, no, I do have some friends who, do, who make independent films, made them through the show and stuff. And one of the things, um, and I don't think I'm giving any secrets away, though, because you are, Mm. you know, you mentioned budget. Um, What Mm -hmm. oftentimes happens, at least with the people I know, is they get all the entire budget there and they're ready to, no, that's not what happens at all, ladies and gentlemen. They usually get maybe a third, uh, a piece of the the budget that they're going to need to, to finish this race, you know, this marathon. And um, mm-hmm. and they they do what they can, and then they have to make some more money, and then do do another chunk of it. But the thing is, what you have to understand is all these actors are all working on various projects and whatnot. You know, they all mm-hmm. have bills to pay and you know mortgages to pay and whatnot. Um, exactly. And so you have to like herd these cats back and stuff like that. Sometimes a couple times. I can only imagine um, how mm-hmm. difficult that is. You know, absolutely. That's, that's crazy. Absolutely. And, and, and Mark and Sandra, I'm sure as actors, you've gotten the call where somebody's like, well, we need you back in, you know, wherever they're filming, Tupelo, Mississippi or something. And, and you, you know, you're out of the country or you're doing something or you, you're like, oh, I can't make it then. I don't want to let you don't want to let the whole team down, but you, you're not even available. Then. I mean, I can only imagine that mm-hmm. happens, you know. Crazy. Well, it's never oh, yeah. happened. Actually, it's never happened to me that particular thing that the scenario that you're referring to. I've been called to do ADR, but that you know they can work around that uh, when I might be gotcha. doing something else. But yeah, every project well, that I've ever been on been straight through. Well, he used to. It's not happened to me on a film, but it certainly happened on TV. I was working on a Fox show, and my character was killed. Like my last episode last shot of me, I have like six bullet wounds in my chest. So I thought, well, I'm done. Wow. You know? And so, <laughs> so literally two and a half months later, I book a movie <laughs> shooting in Ukraine. And just as I touched down in Ukraine, my agent calls and says, hey, they're bringing you back for a flashback in the next episode. And this is in LA. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so it was, it was really tough uh, trying to work that out. And um, actually didn't, it, it wasn't able to happen. Um, which is unfortunate, right. but I don't find it with movies so much, but definitely TV shows. Uh, I'm working on a TV show now, and I was just given an open-ended, we're going to need you some more some more between now and March 2022. You know, what do you do with that? So wow. it can be tough. Yeah. Wow. I can only imagine, too. No, typically, uh, Veronica, like when you guys are filming, I know you, you've been on the acting side of this as well. Um, right. You know, 
you get like like the crazy cult like you know I was I was talking the other night uh, we had people for Halloween a little 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 folks don't send me email it was just family but a little gather you know of immediate family we're still you know we still live in South Florida so we're we're cautious and we got my I have a new newborn niece um, well she's three months old now but we're all super cautious on the um, creepy crawlies and germ side of things anyway. Um, but I was talking to uh, my brother-in-law when we were talking about the Lord of the Rings movie. And I'm like, can you imagine? I said, nobody ever thinks about it. I said, I never would have thought about this before I started doing the show. You know, Peter Jackson had to call these cats up and say, hey, I need you for six years in New Zealand. It ain't like down the road, you know, and and sold it. You know, they did it. Um, it's amazing. So you do get open-ended uh, things. I mean, that's Kind of weird, huh? You gotta. You're like, well, I, <laughs> I hope this all works out. <laughs> <laughs> or do you hustle yeah. the same and and still wind up up? Right? Oh, you have hate. to stay hustling because, yeah, I mean, you know, I learned a long time ago in this business. Just because you're told you're going to come back for more episodes doesn't mean that's the case until you're on set shooting them. So, yeah, stories get rewritten, characters get dropped. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, my approach when they give like an open-ended, uh, you know, kind of, you know, explanation like that, then I just keep moving forward and I figure we'll work it out <laughs> when the when the issue arises. Right. Well, smart, smart, okay. smart. Mm-hmm. Sandra, I wanted to ask you. Um, you're such a great actress, and uh, such a, in this film, such a you just played it so well. But let me ask you: when you were a young lass. Um, a couple years ago, did you um, did you know showbiz was like what you were going to be? Did you have any idea this was what you were going to be doing, or were there different plans? I was curious. I uh, yes, I used to go to to the theater here in Fort Payne when I was a kid every Saturday by myself to watch westerns and serials. That's how old I am. And um, I just, I always wanted to be up there. I wanted to be doing what they were doing. But, but uh, yeah, true. And then I, you know, used to make up uh, stories uh, for my friends uh, to to do with me and get very upset if they didn't do it correctly. I guess it was, that was the director in me. Um, so there was a lot of that in, in my growing up. But then... In high school, I switched over thinking I wanted to be an engineer and um, Mm. kind of left the other one to the wayside, took everything I possibly could to be an engineer. Then I got to college, started that, and got cast in the first show, which was outside of the university, but sort of a semi-professional at uh, UT called The Carousel. And, uh, um, you know, the bug took hold of me again, and I said, oh, oh, my gosh, this is what I want. So that, that's kind of the story of that. But I was, nice, uh, nice. Mark, I noticed Mark had, has many degrees, and um, oh, I had yeah. decided, yeah, you know, I, I could have gotten an engineering degree. In fact, I work with a young woman who had an engineering degree who's an actress. But um, I, wow. I decided, oh, no, I'm going to go just in this direction. So I I got a degree in speech pathology. So, um, you know, and I have something supposedly to to back me up, which I never use. But <laughs> that's the way it goes. Anyway, that's the, gotcha. the question you asked. 
<laughs> Mark, no, she mentioned you. I was looking at your uh, your write-up on IMDb, and, um, you know, of course, the uh, the old law degree uh, jumped out mm-hmm. at me, uh, as did both science, theater, and all this and that. Mark liked going to school, ladies and gentlemen. He liked studying. <laughs> he did a lot. Uh, that's amazing. Did you did you know too? I mean, you're working on getting all this stuff and whatnot. Did you know acting was was going to be you know what you were doing? You know, it was, a, it was an interesting journey for me because you know I was in college studying uh, political philosophy, and I had to take an art class, and the only two classes available were acting or art history, and I was pretty sure I'd fail art history, so I just took acting as <laughs> default. And I literally walked into that class with so much disdain because, you know, all love to them, but we've all known the theater kids, you know, in college campuses, and I didn't right, want to be right. one of those kids, And uh, even though I loved them. And I just remember being in this little classroom with probably 12 students, and I got up to do my first monologue, and when I was done, my whole body was on fire. And I knew mm. this is something I wanted to do. Unfortunately, the school that I went to, you know, they, they taught the craft of acting, but they didn't teach anything about how to turn that into a career. And so when I graduated, I, I had no idea what to do. And so like a lot of lost souls, I went to law school, and I was mm. thinking, well, maybe I'll get into, you know, uh, some kind of trial work or prosecution work where I can stand in front of a jury, and that'll, like, feed that uh, performance thing. Perform. And um, when I got yeah. out of law school, I started working as a prosecutor, and it did not. It, you know, it's like there's the TV lawyers and there's the real world. And, um, and, and for me, I, I, a few months after I started working, I had taken a, just a personal trip down to Nicaragua and was in a really bad car accident and spent about five weeks in the hospital there. And it just made me reevaluate my life. And I thought, Ooh. you know, I'm on this track that I'm not enjoying, and you live once. So when I healed enough to travel, I went back to D.C. and quit my job and moved to L.A. and, and started what I lovingly refer to as my ramen noodle years because I knew nothing. <laughs> it wasn't so much figuring out how to act. It was figuring out how to act and get paid for it. Uh, that took a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I had a good friend of mine that mm-hmm. went to law school, and he um, he became a prosecutor um, – well, an assistant prosecutor out in Denver, and um, mm-hmm. you know, he told me all kinds. Of, you know, like he he was really bummed because he couldn't. There was concerts he couldn't go to. You know, if there was a band he wanted to see in a bar, he wasn't allowed to go to the bar. You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, it's dangerous because that's where all the people hang out that you know you put away uh, when they get out. Right. And uh, it, you know, all this kind of stuff and, and rules and everything. He wound up, I don't know, doing real estate law or something, but. Um, Anyway, it's 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 crazy. Now, Veronica, you started acting as well, right? Was it modeling or acting, or uh, it was acting, wasn't it? Um, on your journey before uh, becoming a director uh, and yes, writer. Yes, uh, many years ago, I have to say, like um, when I was younger, I was in theater, acting, you know, throughout uh, junior high, high school. I took some acting classes in college, um, and I did. I came out here, you know, to Los Angeles almost 20 years ago because I was going to pursue my acting, and I did a little bit of it. And, um, you know, three years later, I had, I had the opportunity to get, you know, learn how to produce. 
and um, working with a production company. And so I took that opportunity and I started producing short films. And that's kind of where I, you know, I learned how to, um, you know, just on, you know, in, just direct, produce. And I did like four different films um, working with this production company. And then I opened up my own uh, production company at the time. It was called Robledo Pictures. And I, you know, produced a couple of films and then, um, I, uh, you know, here I am today. I would have never have guessed I would be directing and, you know, writing a screenplay. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I think the most important thing, the lesson there is pursue what you love to do and you will eventually find what, you know, what you're supposed to do, uh, what you're meant to do. Because yeah, so, uh, 20-some years ago, growing up, I would have never imagined. It's not like a, a little girl I would say, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a director or a screenwriter, or a producer, you know, um, as, as far as I could imagine was, oh, I'm going to be an actress. But uh, I love it. I love being behind the camera. I have no desire to act. Um, I, I just love, you know, I love directing. I love being behind the camera. I love to write. And I love to produce. I love to create. And I love to see, you know, the actors just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I think, you know, being a director, it's like you're – you live through each each actor, you know, actor and actress. It's like you, you're in their shoes and they're like, you know, they're just, you know, it's, it's just amazing. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm connected with them as well. And um, I get to enjoy the acting through them. And still, there's a lot of times where they blew me away and I'm like, okay, I like, yes, being behind the camera, uh, you know. So, yeah. Well, I have to say, I've worked with a lot of directors in my career, and Veronica was certainly one of the most talented, and she was so kind and easygoing, and she had a great vision, but she's also the most beautiful director I've ever worked with. I remember when I first met her, I (laughs) thought she was like the lead in the movie because she was so beautiful. I was like, oh, you're the director, okay. (laughs) It was very shocking to me. Yeah, ditto, ditto for that. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, 
jewelry and accessories. The Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with their rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROXX, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Well, thank awesome. you, guys. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's so strange how how things change. You know, I remember being a kid and my big plan, I'm a painter by trade. I paint pictures of people and stuff. Been doing that now professionally probably 20 years. But I remember being a kid and my personal plan was I wanted to paint album covers. I'm like, oh, well, you know, vinyl albums, they're they're here forever. Rock and roll, (laughs) that'll never go away. Um, So that's what I'm going to do. And so, yeah, and then, you know, CDs happen. <laughs> the computers. Everybody had a computer. Do things mm-hmm. a lot quicker, <laughs> and uh, so you have to course correct a little bit. But it's you know you're absolutely right, Veronica. You have to do. You know you have to. It, it, it's amazing when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm I'm old enough to have learned this. Um, Things kind of fall into place when you're when you're mm-hmm. on that path of where you're, you're supposed to be. Um, now the same exact thing happens when you're not when you're on the wrong path. The universe or mm-hmm. angel, whatever it is, will send you definite signals of you don't need to be doing this. <laughs> um, you know, right. Years. Right. And, and and Mark probably dealt with a lot of that. Uh, those people uh, in his brief career being a prosecutor. <laughs> Those people didn't listen to all of those signals and signs. Um, right. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's so cool that you guys 
you know, this is such a cool film, and it is out. It dropped end of last month, right, uh, on the 26th, I believe? Yes. Yes. We are right. on Amazon, Prime, iTunes, Comcast, Dish, Voodoo. Um, yes, so check it out, guys. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell your friends. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I tend to go out. I go on a, you know, I'm out and about, and I try to tell three people about the film, you know. <laughs> so absolutely. Mm. Smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's an interesting world we live in because I think people that aren't in the film business have preconceptions that they get from television, you know, the, the mythology of movies, you know, where, where – um, you know, you just go to, like, if you're going to be an actor or an actress, you just go to Hollywood and, and sit in a soda right. fountain and, and somebody will discover you, you know, and to give you, or if yeah. you have a good idea for a film, they just say, brilliant, here's a check, Veronica, mm-hmm. get to work. Mm-hmm. And it's just easy mm-hmm. And it's not that right. way, folks. I mean, I'm not saying that no. doesn't ha- <laughs> hasn't ever happened. I'm just saying that's the lottery win. That's the exception to the rule. Everybody I know in, that works, in that, as in any business, if they're successful, they work and they work hard and long. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know, you know, if, if, if this is the right move. But if you love it and you're passionate about it, it's much better at the end of it to say, "Man, I'm glad I tried that. It didn't work, but I'm glad I tried it." You know, because when it does work, Absolutely. it's amazing. Right. So very early on, very early on, you have to, you know, you have to make that decision. Am I, am I willing to work hard for this? Is this what I'm willing to do and work hard? Because like you said, it doesn't happen overnight for everyone. There is some beautiful stories that it does happen like that, but not for everyone. Most of the time you have to work really hard for it. So that's, you got to be very honest with yourself, you know, and, um, and it's not about being the best it's not about being the best actor or actress or director or producer or writer, whatever it is. It's just, um, it's being talented. Obviously, you know, the, you have to have the, the talent, the craft, um, but the dedication, the passion and willing to mm. work hard. So it's just an honest question that you have to ask yourself. What do you think, Mark? Yeah. I mean, I was talking to an actor earlier today who was, you know, folks reach out and just ask advice on things. And I was telling her, you know, it took me a really long time to figure out the right things to do and the wrong things to avoid. And I was just too mm-hmm. stubborn to quit. And I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer that, you know, especially something like acting, anyone who truly wants to do it for a career can do so if they're willing to learn the right steps and stick to it long enough. But I think sometimes folks, they think they want to be actors and what they really want to do is they want to be famous or they want to walk red carpet mm-hmm. yeah. and there's easier ways to achieve that than by acting. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that, you know, figuring out what you truly, truly want, because I got to say, you know, doing what I do now, I love every second of it, but I work way harder than I ever did as a lawyer. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. So I think you have Get to be ready really for the 18 hour days, yourself. man. Okay. Yes. That's just part of it. And, yeah, it, and it really because, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many things you've done. You you always feel as though you might not get another job. I mean, uh, because you can go through these dry periods where nothing is happening, even though you're getting auditions. At least that's my experience. Um, I mean, I got oh, I so yeah. fortunate when I, when I went to LA. I I, I, ca- I got cast in the first thing that I went out for. 
So, you know, wow. that spoiled me. I said, oh, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, I, I had always wanted to She didn't to know do that. that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't know how, how difficult it was. In fact, I never found out because um, I, I was just so fortunate when I was there to get the work that I did. And, you know, my, awesome. my goal was, was to have two jobs. I think my goal was to have two jobs a month that that would, wow. you know, pay the rent and and do everything. So, and, you know, and that, that, thing, that was including uh, commercials and industrials and all kinds of things. But anyway, oh, it, it works out. You know, it does work out so that uh, you feel like, well, I've had, what, six auditions recently and I haven't heard from anything. <laughs> But uh, that that can no, happen. I, I mean, that does happen. But I can tell you, Sandra, but, you're definitely where you're supposed to be. You're definitely where you're supposed to be. You're an amazing actress, amazing. And everyone, I feel like there's a lot of talent that goes through what you're going through. You know, yeah, so it's normal. I do too. And, Absolutely. You know, we know the older the older we get, and especially as women, um, the fewer roles there are. However. I've I've seen quite a few come across the board lately, which is encouraging. So I'm glad about that. And I keep I keep keep waiting for all the famous people to die out so that I can (laughs) 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 Damn that Jarvik Hart. Oh my god. It's crazy. (laughs) You know, being in the the creative being in a creative business, I'll tell you, and this like I said, my uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law just had a baby, and so we got this new little baby that's, you know, coming around, and she's adorable. You know, we all love her. It's a baby. How can you not? You know, she hasn't done anything. She hasn't messed up yet, you know, um, and we would still love her even if she did. But anyway, uh, my wife, of course, you know, there's a baby around, and my wife's kind of looking at me, you know, and I'm in my business. I'm not punching a clock, you know, and um, just like you got, you have to have that hustle, especially mm-hmm. when you have bills to pay that don't stop. The meter's always going, so you better have a plan on uh, on, on being able to live, you know, groceries and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, that doesn't stop. And it's Absolutely, crazy to I, sign up for that. You you got to understand, you know, that that's what you're, that's the stress you're signing up for. <laughs> You know, I imagine acting used, is the same way, you know. I used to say that um, you could, you weren't allowed to be an actor unless you had waited on tables because uh, <laughs> most of the people in the industry have, especially in L.A. Exactly, oh, once so or true. twice. Yeah, exactly. Very true. But you can't have a normal job, like that corporate life, you know. Like I, I had to make that decision very early on because I started working at a bank maybe when I was about, I don't know, 24, 25, and, Really early on, I, you know, they liked me. They wanted. They already could see me moving up, and I had to make that, you know, decision. Am I going to LA, or am I going to sit here and, you know, take yeah. acting classes and or and get into the corporate, you know, thing? And so mm-hmm. very early on, I had to make that, you know, that 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 decision. To I always was able to, you know, find a way to work for myself or wait tables, like Sandra Lafferty said. You know, we've all been there. But uh, when I moved to oh, LA, yeah. I was I was auditioning during the week, um, taking acting classes during the week. On the weekends, I was a um, a modeling and acting coach for Barbizon Modeling School, 
And then the evening oh, times okay. on the weekends, I, I was a server. So, like, you hustled. <laughs> That's how it was, and that was 20 years ago, you know? Wow, man. I didn't have a life. I'm telling you. This was my life. I'm telling you. Exactly. And then Mark goes to Nicaragua and, you know, gets in a car crash. And uh, and then yeah. we've had that. I think we've all had that experience, too, where there comes a point in everybody's life where you realize, you know what? We aren't guaranteed next month. We aren't guaranteed tomorrow, man. You better, you know, if you, people say, oh, I've got this on a bucket list. Well, the bucket list, if you've got a bucket list, you better start checking things off because you don't know, you know, you don't know. <laughs> yep. um, <laughs> it's, yep. I, I don't want to be on, my, on that final deathbed going, man, I wish I would have done this or I wouldn't, you know. No. Well, Jamie, it's kind of ironic that you're bringing this up because this is more something I, that I rather Mark talk about. But Mark had an, an an accident on the second day of shooting. He was on on his way oh. to the, to set for the cricket dance. So um, I'll let Mark talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, tell us, Mark. Sure. Uh, we know I I had ridden a motorcycle for years and only a motorcycle, oh. so. I was on my way to, to set, and uh, a little a little high school girl on her way to high school pulled out right in front of me, and I uh, T-boned her car, mm. and uh, mm. it was brutal. Uh, I remember, you know, I, I couldn't move, and I was feeling my leg, and I was like, okay, it doesn't feel broken, and I, uh, I called uh, one of the producers on set, and I was like, hey, you guys need to come get me because, uh, you know, my motorcycle's destroyed, and the EMTs arrived, and they're you know, picking me up, and they're putting me in the, in, in the back of the ambulance. I'm like, guys, I've got to get a set. Like, I'm in every scene today. I'm like, I don't, I don't have time to go to the yes. hospital. I was, like, I felt my leg. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing wrong. And, and the, the guy there, he's like, well, have you looked at your arm? I looked down. I could see the bone, like, jutting up, mm. pushing against oh. my skin. I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't good. But um, they took me to the ER, and, and um, I talked the doctor into putting a removable brace on my arm rather than a cast because of course I'm playing a character in the 1850s so I couldn't have a cast on and uh, I, uh, I made it back to set that day and I gotta say like the folks were so helpful because I, mean, I was in extraordinary pain and I couldn't yeah. walk but literally they come every morning and pick me up from my house carry me to the car drive me to set carry me to the trailer Whoa. carry me onto set hold Whoa. me and then right you know right before they call action you know, the guys are kind of jump off the side, and I just balance on one leg uh, when we do the scene. Oh. And uh, I, I, but I'm crazy. so glad I did it. Yeah, it was crazy, and it was intense. It was the, after I finished shooting the following week that I went in and got the MRIs and found out just how much damage. So I was, I was bedridden for like five months, had five surgeries and oh. crutches for months. So it was a, it was a oh long recovery process. But yeah. I would have kicked myself. Uh, so hard had I quit and not finished that film because when I watched it, I was like, this is so beautiful. And, uh, oh. you know, I feel very fortunate I got to be a part of it. And it would have been easy to quit, um, but I, I'm glad that, you know, you the whole team came together yeah. to help me do it. Yeah. So just imagine how, how, how intense that, that, it was. I'm sorry. Ahead, I just Sam. wanted to no, say ahead, how, incre- how incredible your work was. And there was not a moment that I felt that something was off. So now I have to go back and look at it and say, oh, my gosh, is she thinking about his leg? <laughs> so basically, yeah, you know, I understand. Mark, the only yeah, time we see Mark. Movie. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Veronica. No, I was going to say, when I, when I watch the movie, that... 
You can see it. So when you <laughs> well, no, I get that you... why Jackson was a little early now. He, you know, his well, leg was falling off and his arm had a bone out of place. Oh my gosh! And, and uh, with that said, Jamie, could you tell? Could you tell Jamie watching the film a few times? Did you notice anything on Mark's character, Jackson? No, not at all. Well, I, you know, he was kind of a, I don't want to use the word, uh, but he was a man <laughs> not, of his right. world. Yes, he was. And you let know. me tell you, the only time Mark walked was when he greeted the horse carriage. And when you see him coming out of the house, like, you know, really early on in the film, that was his first day um, that we shot through that. We never saw um, Jackson walk again. And um, oh, I think okay. Mark did a fabulous job pulling that off. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've, I've never had anyone say anything, you know, like, oh, what was wrong with Jackson? I, You know, Mark, I admire just his strength, um, his work ethic. I respect him. I'm so I'm grateful you. to him. I mean, when I called him that morning, he got hit. Um he was he was on his way to the hospital. He was in the ambulance, and he's like, "I'm in the ambulance," mm. and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my I didn't god. even know how bad it was, or you know how critical it was. So like, I needed to talk to him and make sure he, like, is he okay? Is he gonna make it? You know, like I didn't know how bad it was. It was still pretty bad, but he was alive. Well, thank that god. is crazy. That is such a credit to to your directing and his acting. You know, because oh, to yeah. me it was flawless, and you couldn't see. I I didn't even think about that for a moment about his being still. That's that's yeah, really amazing. And while I'm while I'm talking at all, Mark, I want to say I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you. Um, me there too. were a lot of people I didn't get to meet because I was like one of the first people up, and my scene was done, and I left. But um, and Mark, I, I just want to say I'm so sorry that that you have gone through all of this. Um, I know I've said it before, well, but I feel so bad. And you're like, don't feel bad, but still, I, I you know, I can't help but to feel bad. Um, I'm well, sorry that you had to endure so much. Um, and I'm know, sorry. I'm a firm, well, don't feel sorry because I'm a firm believer that we go through difficult times in life to make it stronger. And it was brutal going through it, but... Uh, I learned so much, and opportunities came out of that downtime that were amazing for me. So I don't, I don't regret it at all. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting is, you know, in the original script, my character is a very active character, like, you know, grabbing people, mm-hmm. fighting people, you know, doing – and I thought Veronica did an amazing job on set of adjusting the script on the fly so that it made right. sense that I didn't move. You know, like we, we kind right. of – Pass some of my actions on to other folks, and and I thought it worked seamlessly. Uh, but I was a little worried about that because I, <laughs> Jackson originally is pretty, you know, he's pretty physically yes. active in the movie. But uh, I thought it worked fine, kind of removing those elements and giving them to other characters. I and it can really almost work in favor like... of a villain, you know. It, it's right. almost intimidating mm-hmm. when someone is such a, a BA that they they don't have to be very spry, you know. Um, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, I had everyone moving works. around him. I had everyone moving around Jackson so that he didn't have to do too much of the move. But I didn't feel like I compromised anything, to tell you the truth. I don't feel like I, I compromised, the, you know, my vision. 
um, besides just maybe one little thing, which, and that wasn't even a compromise. I think it was, it was great. The only thing that Jackson was not able to do was when Emmeline got pushed to the ground and um, uh, David, which was played by Bill Oberst Jr., he stepped mm-hmm. over her. I think that was supposed to be for you, right, Mark? But besides that, that mm-hmm. was the only thing that you were not able to do. You did everything mm-hmm. else. And it, it was just, it, I, I thank God. God is good. Number one, glory be to God. <laughs> Seriously, like, thank you, God. And um, <laughs> and thank you, Mark, for just um, well, going I, through that. Like, yeah, for not quitting. It also illustrates thank you so much that things happen on set that are not, planned and and think you know that no. with any venture you know i i've known so many people uh, and you have to learn this whatever business you're in doesn't matter you, you, you know if you're opening up the new bakery in town hey something's gonna go wrong and um oh, something yeah. will ha- little chat the universe loves challenges <laughs> you know and oh, you gotta be able to deal with it and absolutely, as a producer, as a director, you know, like, you already know you're going to put out a lot of fires. You already know that. You already know that, you know, you know, what is it? You know, what can go wrong will go wrong, right? And so you already, you, you plan as much as you can, and you try to make sure that there's, you know, that all those loose ends before filming, you know, that you've got them covered, because you already know that something's going to go wrong. But I never imagined something like that was going to happen on my set. And I realized how real it is and how people, you know, lose their lives on set. And that has happened. We all know this. And it's a tragic, very tragic when something like that happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, I hope the little gal that was in the, uh, the high school gal was okay. Um, You know, uh, she was fine. Everybody was fine. Oh, good. Mark got to be the epitome of break a leg, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> even, even though we don't use that in film as much as we do theater, but <laughs> she really got to Oh, I didn't even think about it. Oh, man. And it's an supposed to be good oh, luck man. to say it. It's supposed to be a good luck to say it. So for Sandra saying it, it's like, a, you know, the let go them, you know, like it's, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, um, yeah. It's. I rode a bike for yeah, a but, long time, Mark. I'm like you, you know. And it's. I, I tell you, it takes one good, one ouchie, <laughs> and you mm-hmm. reevaluate right, right. things. You know. I yeah, never but, had. I never well, had a right. bone protruding, but oh man, you can. Uh, you gotta be careful on the motorcycles, man. You gotta be careful. Well, let, let's just say, there was a moment when we're filming. Not just a moment. There was a few. A few times where um, he moved a certain way and he cried out in pain. And let me tell you, it was a real pain. And it was like, oh, my God, gruesome. Like, I could just, you know, it, it just hurt. <laughs> you know, I hurt for him. I, can only, I, I can't even imagine. A lot of pain. And he still finished the scene. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mark, he was a month ago, I was in the shower and the shampoo bottle dropped. And I went to use my cat-like reflexes to grab it, and I twist it. In a, I'm old now, so I, I'm, I'm at that age where the machinery <laughs> just isn't like it used to be. But I twist it in some right. weird way, and for like a week, I'm hobbling around the house. My wife's making fun of me. I'm like, 
I don't know what I did. You know, she's like, do you want to go to the doctor? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, because they'll find well, other things. <laughs> well, Mark is in great shape. I have to say, Mark is in great shape. He takes good care of himself, but I'm sure those, you know, uh, this experience probably put him out from the gym working out. Um, but he, he, he's in good oh, shape. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's a good thing. Oh man. Crazy. Well, see folks, and there you go. Everybody wants to do what Veronica's doing. They want to make a film. They're like, <laughs> you know, they all think they're Quentin Tarantino and it's just, it's going to be smooth sailing and it's just everything. They don't tell you all the stuff that happens, you know, things happen, mm-hmm. man. And, uh, Yes. And I'll oh, tell you, Veronica's wearing all these hats. As a producer, she's probably like, do we need to reschedule the horse carriage? Or are we going to be able to reschedule the horse carriage? What about all these people? You know, I mean, those, right. those thoughts have to be happening at the same time concern for, for Mark is happening. Absolutely. Crazy. That's a balance. Absolutely. There's a balance of um, being a producer and and still you know, want to be safe in the well-being of your cast and crew. And so, fine line. And there's a, you know, there's a there's a point where you just, you won't cross no matter what. So it's the, the safety and, and, and um, you know, we're, we're all humans. Um, so, yes, may Lena Hutchins rest in peace. Um, mm. We worked with a lot of, you know, we worked with some guns on our set. And I'm very thankful oh, yeah. to our 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 crew, who um, you know it it was very important for our crew. Um, I had some individuals that were um, that safety was their number one priority, and I thank God for them. Um, I'm so thankful that I um, you know that we had uh, just experienced union. <laughs> crew members on my set who, you know, um, I don't know all the, you know, um, I'm not the expert. Right. And so I'm glad that I had those experts on my set and that they ensure the safety of my cast and crew. And if you are listening, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking oh, care yeah. of the casting crew, thank you that something like that didn't happen on my set because that's just, you know, I, I, that would be hard. I, I have a hard time with what, you know, Mark had to endure. The last thing I would want no. is something like that to happen on my set. So thank you. And it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you and the thing, I'll tell you something. You can definitely tell the people who aren't in the business Man, there is some 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 crazy tweets when all that was going down and whatnot. And I'm like, folks, you don't yeah. know. You're running your mouth here. You're running your tweets, and you need to just be quiet on this one. You know. Um, well, tragedy, well, knowing you know? that, yeah, and and also understanding that I'm not the expert. Um, I right. you know I knew it was important because. You know, we didn't hire a line producer. We didn't have a budget for that. So um, my other producer, Christiana Cross, and myself are the ones who produced this film. And thank you, Christiana. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your hard work, your dedication. Um, thank you for just, you know, just ensuring 
um, the safety as well in our set. And, um, you know, and so we knew that Christiana and myself, we understood that it was really important being, an, you know, a, a um, an independent project that we need to hire. Um, we ensured that every department had union workers, crew members. Because mm-hmm. um, I understood that there was a lot of things that I'm not an expert that I don't understand, but they do. And they would, you know, and so I think that's what's really important. I, I just, I'm very thankful that we had um, union crew members on each department leading. And everyone in oh, yeah. them were non-union. Most of them were non-union. Um, uh, we worked with, uh, I believe it's called Savannah, Savannah Tech. Um, Mark, please help me here. John Grace, where does he work? Do you yeah, it's John the, um, of course, yeah, John's amazing. He teaches, uh, well, basically yes. the state of Georgia has a program where they, uh, they, it works in conjunction with the technical schools around the state, and they teach folks how to become qualified crew members. You know, so many film schools mm. focus on directing, writing, producing, but they don't focus on being a grip or being, you know, uh, exactly. the, the right. nuts and bolts of making a film. And uh, so Georgia Film Academy is the program. And uh, I've used their students uh, who graduated, and it's a, it's a phenomenal program. And John Grace, uh, who works here in Savannah, he heads up the program yes. here uh, out of Savannah Tech. But he's phenomenal. His students are phenomenal. Uh, but I think it's great. You know, so much work comes to Georgia now. And one of the issues mm-hmm. the producers out of L.A. had was there wasn't enough qualified crew here. And they've done a phenomenal mm-hmm. job the last couple of years of drastically increasing the number of, of technically proficient crew members who can help out productions. Absolutely. No, so with that, I, I, I want to say, John Grace, you rock. Your students rock. <laughs> I appreciate all your everything that you guys did. Um, so, yes, I'm very grateful to Savannah, the city of Savannah. I love you. I will be back. I love Savannah. Um, it was just beautiful uh, shooting over there. The people were amazing. They were so helpful. Um, they were just so welcoming. I, I, I'm just very grateful, really, to um, Buck Meeks and his family, the Meeks family, uh, where we shot the um, the film at. It's called Myrtle Grove, and that's where the house is at and the, um, the, uh, the slave village and all that great location and scenery that, you're, that you see in the film. That is most of it, most of it was shot in the Meeks property. And so I'm very grateful to them as well. Uh, Buck Meeks is, as I mentioned, one of the executive producers of the film, and uh, they were just so gracious. And, yeah, I, I can't wait to come back. I Absolutely. love it. Oh, I know. Sorry, I didn't get to see there. <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question, <laughs> well, uh, Veronica. Was, was my scene the only one that was filmed in Chickamauga? Um, oh, and, and Richmond Hill. Well, we say, I say Savannah because Richmond Hill is like um, the suburbs of Savannah, let's say, but, you know, maybe, what, 20 minutes from there. But, yes, mm-hmm. uh, to be exact, the Myrtle Grove is in Richmond Hill, Georgia. But my thing was filmed in Chickamauga, wasn't it? No, no, it was it was filmed in Richmond Hill. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm you're confused. talking about well, when there you we, go. No, no, you, no, you're talking about when we did the scene um, when we pitched 
six years ago, the 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 uh, trailer. I oh, believe that's what right, you're probably right. talking about. And we shot yes. that in Lafayette, Georgia. Yes, that's right. And oh. you know, and I always knew, I always knew, like I love the Lafayette people. Everybody was really nice, and you know, the house that we used was beautiful. It was called the Marsh House, I believe, is where we mm-hmm. filmed um, the the trailer that we used for pitching and. Uh, but the Meeks just had, my God, just everything we needed. Um, you know, yeah. I needed those slave quarters. I needed, you know, uh, the surrounding area, the property where it's at. There's no streets, no major streets, light poles. Um, you know, it looks right. more. You know, yeah, you it really didn't look things. authentic. <laughs> yes, you know, to use so much CGI and kind of, you know, special effects and all that good stuff to visual effects to to make it look like, you know, when you work on a tight budget, um, you know, there's certain things that that you're willing to compromise, and there are some that you will not, and there's a fine line to that. And so that's important. Well, Mm -hmm. it definitely didn't look like it was filmed in Southern California. I'll put it that way. Um, It it did look (laughs) amazing. and and that's what you say, you know, because I live out here in Los Angeles, and go figure, my first feature film, it's in it's in Georgia, the other know? side so, of the country, <laughs> right? And I love it. Life. Oh man, I could see myself awesome. filming there again. Yeah, I could see myself oh, filming there again. Good. Absolutely. Well, Georgia really, Georgia has really shown, I think, a good template that other states should should look at uh, because. Man, they, they they're they're bringing it in, and they don't you know when a when a film comes to town, uh, you know it isn't just the you know every, there's a whole bunch of money that happens. You know people don't just go to the set; they they stop and eat at places, and you know it's it's a big deal. Um, and it it behooves the state to do that to to welcome them. I think. Um, I right. Think yeah. Right. Atlanta. Don't, you know? Atlanta really deserves its name now, the Hollywood of the South, because um, mm-hmm. if, unless I'm incorrect, there were more TV shows made in Atlanta last year than in L.A. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's huge, and it's, it was just during, beginning to happen. The yeah. Right, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic, Sandra. A lot of things closed down here. I think you guys started filming a little bit uh, sooner than we right. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a good Absolutely. friend of mine that, that his primary residence is uh, just north of LA there, and he uh, he's a voice actor uh, primarily, and he he rented an apartment. He's got an apartment in Atlanta because he's he's like I'm there every other mm-hmm. week, uh, you know, two weeks out of the month. I you know I, I don't want to stay in a hotel, and uh, He's got a new gal now is what it is, but um, <laughs> it works. A lot of work in Atlanta, so, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. He's well, probably Mark, listening. He knows who he is. Right, right, right. Well, Mark just finished um, a film not too long ago as well. And, Mark, please tell us a little bit about it. Please do share because you've been doing really well. You've been winning some awards. I'm, I'm really excited for you. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's called A Savannah Haunting, and uh, – you know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, I've been so busy the last, you know, seven, eight years acting that I, I didn't have a lot of time to focus on writing or directing, producing, which those are things I enjoy as well. And, of course, being bedridden, 
uh, I didn't have you know, my acting career came to a, uh, a very definite stop for a while. So, um, yeah, we uh, were able to, uh, I wrote the script uh, based on real experiences that happened to my family in our home in Savannah. And what's interesting oh. is, you know, we, we actually used uh, Buck's uh, place as well for our film. Uh, obviously, it's very different in our movie than in Veronica's, mm-hmm. but, um, but, you know, it, it was great because we used some of the folks that I'd met on, um, on Cricket's Dance in our movie. And <clears throat> the same kind of thing, you know, we, we were supposed to start filming March 23rd of 2020, and we got shut down two mm-hmm. days earlier, obviously. Uh, we started back up in mid-August, and we were one of the first features in the country to shoot with the new COVID protocols. And it was very difficult, but I'm sure Veronica can attest to this. So many people here stood up and, like, just poured their heart out to help us make the movie, you know, giving us locations and, and just providing us things that we just couldn't afford because, of you know, we had a 30% increase in our budget due to COVID, mm-hmm. but we didn't have oh, yeah. the money. So. Right. Uh, we were able to get it done, but it was it was we could not have done it without just tons of love and support. John Grace was amazingly helpful uh, working mm-hmm. on the film, so yeah, I'm very proud of it. Uh, but it it was very interesting yeah. being back on on Myrtle Grove, the the plantation, you know, um, yeah, almost a year after after the motorcycle accident when I was there filming with Veronica, and so it was Ooh. it was uh, it was it was it was a bittersweet to be back there, but it was definitely. Uh, you know, it kept me going when I couldn't really walk. Uh, so very proud mm-hmm. of it. Right. Glad I was able to kind of stay busy uh, through the pandemic. So. Well, uh, we're so oh, proud man. of you, Mark. Yeah. yeah Congratulations on your film. Yes. Yeah, that's, and that's recovery. Mm-hmm. Yes, and recovering. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's Absolutely. nice to go to walk again. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, you know, Mark, and it's, it's, uh, you have to have nothing on the level that you're dealing with, nothing at all. Um, about a year and a half ago, I, um, I, like I said, I'm a painter and my arm, my right arm started messing up on me and uh, I didn't know what it was, you know, and I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't mention it online or any of the shows or anything because I was scared. I was really scared because in my world, if something happens to your hand, you know, mm-hmm. the, the machine kind of stops, you know. Yeah, we've got investments and whatnot, but, it's, you know, I, I still need to be working. And uh, I was real nervous. Turns out it was just stupid. It was the dumbest thing in the world. I, I got a thing of tennis elbow, and I have to do these, had, still do them, these exercises and stuff. But um, I can only imagine as an actor, because here you go, and you're like, yeah, almost all of my characters walk, you know. They're, they're, <laughs> the, the guy, John Luke's doing uh, Charles Xavier, you know, that's out. And plus, you have hair. That ain't going to work. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's not a lot of rules, you know, or it's limited. Um, oh, man. I bet you were nervous. I bet you were. I got to say, I, you know, it sounds odd, but I wasn't. Um, you know, I had a really? group of folks who former acting students who it's a group of, of, of ladies, older ladies who, you know, loved me and they, and they came over and they brought me food. And they, they literally carried me to doctor's appointments and rehab. And they would often ask, you know, are you depressed? Are you nervous? And I wasn't at all. And I, I think I just, you know, just going through life, not to get, you know, too philosophical, but uh, no matter what's ever happened, 
I always knew there was a plan there. And I didn't necessarily know what the plan was, right. but I knew there was a reason for everything. And so when I was going through it, I just knew what, why did this happen in the sense of, like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to learn from it? And how can I grow from it? And, again, had I not had that accident, I wouldn't be going around the world now with our film, doing film festivals, getting ready to sell it. I mean, you know, because I, I, I was just so busy nice. with acting, which I do love. But it, it forced me to, like, slow down and stop and kind of mm-hmm. shift gears for a little bit in a way that was very, very rewarding. Um, so I just kind of knew that whatever happened, there was a purpose behind it, and I just trusted that. No, Absolutely. that's a, that's, a well, great, that's great advice for anybody going through something. Beautifully said. No matter what it is, man. Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, you know, I think about, like, my, my accident in Nicaragua years ago. You know, that was a, that was a brutal physical experience as well. And at the time, I had not reached the, you know, my understanding I have now, and I was terrified and scared, didn't know what to do. And then mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, you know, yeah, that was a tough experience, but thank God I went through it because it completely changed the path of my life in a way that, right. you know, had I not had that accident, I very well could be sitting in an office somewhere practicing law miserable. So that that bad thing sent me in a direction I needed to go. So I trusted that this experience would do the same thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Beautiful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Sandra, do you have um, upcoming work as well uh, that you want to mention or anything? Um, well, I'm currently on two TV shows, but uh, they're not big parts. Um, one is Dope Sick with Michael awesome. Keaton. And the what? other is Just Beyond, uh, the series that's for tweens, uh, written by the man who wrote Goosebumps, and that's oh, fun. Nice. And I'm working on a working on a short film. Uh, well, getting ready to do ADR actually. It's in post, um, based on a a murder that happened in Birmingham, Alabama. And so it's a true story. Oh. It's going to be a short film for festivals. So that's that's mm-hmm. it at the moment. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> Veronica? Nice. <laughs> nice. Veronica, I know that you um you know, are just just planning on how to spend all this uh you know, the, the Christmas dance money that's coming in. Uh, picking out swimming pools yeah. and, and fancy cars <laughs> and stuff and red bottom shoes. Right. And, no, I'm I'm teasing, <laughs> of course. What what do you got in the hopper, Veronica? That you can mention. Um, well, right. Well, there is some talk, a couple ideas that are cooking, so we'll see. I'm not ready to put them out there yet. But for the most that. part, right now, yeah, but for the most part, I'm focusing on the cricket dance. You know, um, th- this is kind of what's going to make, really make me or break me, you know, as how well it's going to be received. So far, it's doing pretty good. So I'm hoping that this nice. will open the doors for even you know, bigger things down the road. Um, but yes. right now, you know, I, I'm wearing the marketing PR hat right now. You know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> and so, I got you. Yeah, the... so, that, so that's my, my focus right now is in the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, the great thing about you... this film, ladies and gentlemen, is I know we're, we're coming into the holiday season and whatnot. You know, I, I look at my calendar every morning. And I see that big block of, uh, you know, on, on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving week. And then, you know, you look at the next month, you get the holiday. And um, what that tells me, though, 
is in my business, I'm probably not going to be selling a lot of paintings. People aren't, you know, they're with their families. They're having, they're, they're watching mm-hmm. movies like the cricket dance and stuff, you know, they're not <laughs> buying weird art for their wall or anything. Um, <laughs> their friends will be doing that in December. So I'm not too concerned. Uh, but I think that you're going to see an uptick because this is a fantastic film. It's a strong story. It's a great player. And, you know, it's one of those films that people are going to watch um, when they're with their loved ones. And, and, you know, it can't all be – Thanksgiving can't all be football games for that whole week, you know. There, there's going to be some trade-offs and right. whatnot. And uh, cricket dance is going to play, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's well, my prediction. I, be- that well, I believe my that, prediction. and I think that there's a lot of potential. I think the cricket dance has a lot of potential to um, even get picked up for a series. I mean, the book was amazing. There's so much in the book, and there's so many things that I could not, you know, add because there's, you know, a lot of backstory on on the characters as well. So um, I think it's a great story. I think it could be picked up as a series. I think there could even be a remake. Um, So uh, we'll see even where the cricket dance goes down the line. You know, absolutely. You know, if there is a remake and Mark and you're in it, Drive a tank to work. No more motorcycles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, no more motorcycles. Yes, and I don't want to die. I want to live, lo- I'm gonna live longer. I, I have to make a comment about, about, the, beautiful, um, about the beautiful uh, writing of uh, Veronica because there were so many things that seem uh, like simple comments, but they're really profound. And I, I loved the way that uh, she ended it saying, you're the face of a new South and the face of a new nation. And I hope that's true because it certainly um, certainly deserves to be true. It's, Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Well, well, thank you, Sandra. That right there was totally taken from the book, I believe. Um, and there's a lot of great things in the book. And so – uh, of the cricket dance. So if you've seen the movie and you have not read the book, read the book. The book is great. So it'll really give you a factor in a go. lot of the characters and tie, you know, tie, you know, all the all, all the good things that uh, that I was able to show you in film. I, I don't know. I think in books you're able to go a little more further. Some people say sometimes the books are better, you know. So we'll see. But um, well, anyway, you get credit for for using bit. that comment. <laughs> you get credit. Well, thank you. <laughs> Well, well, thank yes, you. Well, thank you. Um, I, I obviously I have to love the book to do what I did to make this into right. a film. So oh, yeah. I have to be, uh, you know, I'm a number one fan of that book. Um, so it was written by Deborah Robillard. If you have not read it, please pick it up. And um, and I think that you know this 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 has a lot of potential to really to be turned into a series or. or Someone, you know, might see something else that I, you know, and share some ideas with me. So that'd be great. Oh, fantastic. Well, I, um, folks, I, my little light is blinking through the piece of tape I put over it. So unfortunately, <laughs> we got to wrap things up. But, um, oh, I know. I, I, this little light I've got, the thing here, it, it, it hates me. It hates me. It's like, you set a time, Jamie. No, come on. We never use it. We never use it. I have a little, literally a little post-it that I put over it. Um, but it is freaking out a little bit. So I've had so much fun today. You guys are all just wicked cool and, you know, cool turned up to 10. 
and I learned so much. There's, I had no idea, Mark, about the whole accident thing with the film and, and all that. I'm a sucker for these behind-the-scenes things. I think I'm one of the few people that aren't filmmakers that, that watch all those extras on the DVD um, just because you know, <laughs> I find it fascinating. Uh, yeah. I have a friend of mine who makes independent film, and he says he, he takes notes. He's like, man, that's a free class, you know? I, I want to learn as much as I can. I watch all those. Um, he told me that, and I started watching him, too. Not because I'm not going to make a movie, but uh, I find it interesting. Anyway, uh, The Cricket Dance, folks, it is out. Um, you got to check it out. Also, on our show page, I understand that all of the social media links for our guests tonight um, are not listed on there. It's only links for the film. The reason being is we only have X amount of room on that. Uh, that it only allows us to put in so much information. However, if you go to my website, um, uh, jimmyrocks.us or poprocksradio.com, uh, it's all right there. Links to, uh, you know, you can, you can add Mark and Sandra on Instagram and Facebook and all this and that. And, uh, you know, links to their IMDb, and, which is a fascinating read. Um, I could spend hours reading IMDb. Anyhow, uh, it's all there and uh, also on my blog and, and social media posts. Very, very cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. I really super appreciate it. Veronica, you made it happen again. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jamie. We had fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Anytime, anytime. And, of course, Mark, I will be contacting you just as soon as you're ready to have you on to talk about (laughs) your film as well. Um, You know, don't think I didn't write a note about that. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, folks. That's going to wrap it up. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We put it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on four, over 450 of them. However you listen or stream podcasts or download them, we're on there, man. Spotify, all that stuff, we're, we're on it. And also, the links to the movie and the movie's social media and whatnot, um, are, they follow the podcast. So if you're listening to this on, I don't know, Pandora or whatever, Uh, Those links are active. Just click on the link and you'll get right there. And as always, when you dig somebody, an actor or a band or an independent film or something, like and share their social media because chances are if you're digging it, your friends are going to like it too because, you know, they're your friends. Common interest. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does help out a lot. Independent film is the future of, of, of entertainment, you know. I mean, yes, we all like to see a superhero movie once in a while that we want something else in addition to that. And unless, you know, you support independent film, you're just going to get the same story again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So keep independent film alive with your support. Like and share yeah. and, uh, and watch these, you know. Very cool. Well, we will be back uh, speaking of independent film. Uh, tomorrow we've got a, uh, I'm, uh, another great uh, filmmaker on, Spencer King, director, writer, of a new movie uh, called Time Now, which is a neo-noir set in my hometown of Detroit. So uh, that's going to be an interesting show. Um, I'm sure lots of reminiscing about shady stuff happening in Detroit. I can't believe that that would even be a topic. No, I I absolutely believe that. Anyway, tune in for that. We will see you then. 
Have a good one, everybody. And also remember to support our sponsors. They're awesome. They they believe in the show, and uh, I know you do too since you listen. Very very cool. See you next time, everybody. Bye. 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 This is pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.